What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. And now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, to another episode of What's Your Position? That is from Step Brothers. Hell yeah. And that's the one I was hoping you were going to pick. <laughs> I was telling him in the car on the way over here, I was like, we're talking about best friends. So come up with a good quote to open the show. And in my head, I was like, please pick Step Brothers. Please pick Step Brothers. <laughs> so it worked. I was going to do the whole scene, but it was a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> that's that's it's the a good lot. part. For one Did we just become yeah, best friends? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Maybe a long time ago. Will Ferrell, John C. Oh, Riley. Yeah, 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 a long time ago. Oh, you guys got to put that on your list. Uh, welcome. We are talking about friendships and relationships today, uh, specifically platonic life partners, hetero life partners, BFFs, friends for life, soul sisters. Um, what's another one? What's another one? Queer Boston platonic partners. Yeah, oh, yeah, Boston marriages, queer platonic partners. Queer platonic part I can't queer oh, platonic partners, Boston marriages. Um, Boston marriages was a huge one that I found too. Uh, but we're talking about everything under the sun when it comes to platonic life partners and uh, what that means and uh, really it's a old 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 idea. This is like from the, beyond human record. Like we have so many records of individual people, men and women, um, men and women being platonic life partners, men and men being platonic life partners, women and women, like across time, because friendships are truly one of the relationships that that stands yeah, the yeah. test of time. Mm-hmm. Um, truly universal. It, yeah. it really, really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendships are incredibly important. At stages in our life, friendships are everything to us. They are the most important parts of our lives. Uh, friendships helps help define us. It can influence our choices of where we live, where we what we eat, what we buy, what we listen to. And friendships can change us and help us grow over time. So to start off, I am going to do my tip of the day. Rock out. I'm yeah. intimidated. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite song of our whole thing. Uh, my tip of the day is how to be a good friend. So just agree or disagree. What do you think of the following? This comes from a book called Friend Fluence, which is how your friends influence your life, your behavior, everything like that. Uh, your friend fluence affects you in more ways than you realize. Friend fluence is powerful and often unappreciated role for friends past and present that they play a determining factor in our sense of self and the direction of our lives. Whether you realize it or not, your friends have shaped who you are today. You are the product of the friends who are even no longer your friends. Mm-hmm. Wow. Every friendship that you have had has changed you and shaped you in some way producer can you think of a friendship that changed you and made you who you are even if it was not great or even if it was awesome and now it no longer exists yeah i i would say maybe all the friendships i had in the bands i was in mm-hmm. it's, it's if anything it was a platonic you, you friendship did. you with lived with my them. dude yeah i lived with well, at least one of my bands and yeah it's 
I'm no longer really friends with them anymore, but I'm stronger because of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would ask you, but you're sitting here, so I'm not going to ask you. Um, I've had friends, tons of friends over my life that have changed who I am as a person. Roommates, uh, my friend Ashley Morrow. I had a very, 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 very good friend, like a like my person, like a my mm. my soulmate that wasn't a physical mm. like re, like a physical relationship, and she lost herself mentally, unfortunately. But mm. she really was like a support person for me at the time that I needed her. Friends are always there for you, man. They can give you vital life skills. Um, childhood friendships help you learn how to be a better person, in and they actually prepare you for relationships as mm. you grow. How long have you guys been friends? 12 years yeah. now. How old yeah. were you when you met? 13. Yeah. Okay. 13. That's a really formative time. Yeah, it really is. We've been through like the whole puberty phase right. and then the discovering yourself phase. Yeah. yeah. The young adulthood. Yeah. Phase. yeah. And now you're, and how old are you? Well, 24 now. 24, yeah. Both of you. Okay. So now you're getting into like adult. Yeah. Like adult, adult, yeah. adulting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, friends can help you define your priorities. So sometimes when you get into a romantic relationship, your priorities shift. Yeah. Friends can always bring you back and mm-hmm. ground you and remind you to do better, to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person's not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. That's not a healthy behavior. Your friends call you out more than romantic partners do half mm-hmm. the time. Uh, it's akin to me to family even like Mm. really I don't know if I would like buy a house with any of my siblings but it's akin to me to that like I care about those human beings (sighs) almost more than Kevin Weller it's like the mob (laughs) it is I'm watching a lot of Sopranos and that French (laughs) those friendships are deeper than the kids and the the wives they they choose those dudes well but then but then out of nowhere they'll just off their friends just just because of rumors because you disrespected me (laughs) Yeah, or like their show Friends, like they are the worst friends. They really are. The Every worst. episode, they just lie to each other. Yeah, they're terrible. And then they say they're sorry at the end, and the next episode, they lie to each other again. Right. Again, and they're all sleeping together, and they are all. So. It's very incestuous. It, it just show. helps because they're all hot. That's that's why. Are they? Yeah, I would say they're all. Good I would not dude. agree with that. Who's not good looking on Friends? Ross. Oh, mm. Ross is hot. Ross is hot. No, Ross has that Adam Driver hot but, going for him. But his personality is Yeah, Ross, it, yeah, once he opens his mouth, yeah, I'm like, right, mm, right. Fuck, yeah. go fuck right off. I don't mind hearing about dinosaurs for a week. He's just very complaining. I hear you. Mm. He's on the bottom of the list. He's on the bottom of the list <laughs> for sure. Right, Having friends helps you get more friends. People tend to like other people who have a reputation for being nice and helpful. Mm. And they like people who are like them. Close friends support you through thick and thin. You may get into a relationship like dating somebody and the moment shit hits the fan, they're out. I don't got time for drama. I don't want your baggage. I don't right. like, your friend helps you carry your baggage right. to the train platform exactly. and then says, I have extra cargo space. Do you want me to put some of your baggage yes. with my baggage? <laughs> like, Beautiful way to put it. Yeah. It's that a friendship is sometimes much stronger than a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. You are less lonely when you have friends and that's going to be part of my stat of the day in just a second. Your online friends can steer you through your thoughts and behaviors, especially during COVID. Yeah. Man, how important was that for you guys? I know that during the pandemic, you were in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm pointing at Renee. Sorry, no one can see me when I'm. <laughs> yeah, I don't podcast. think you've officially introduced. I haven't. Our, okay. I haven't. You did it on purpose. Okay. I'm doing it on purpose. I thought you did. <laughs> Renee okay. lived in in Singapore, and April, you already lived here in LA. Yeah, and you guys talked every day. Yeah, yeah. especially during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that was when we realized like how important um, connection was, and that and that I before the pandemic, I was out 
all the time with so many people mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I realized like that didn't mean anything. And they all yeah. faded away. Yeah, yeah. They, they all did fade away, so most of them. Yeah. It's a really interesting study that I hope someone does about COVID and relationships and the way that it's changed and shaped people's brains yeah, about mm-hmm. who they trust and who they let into their circle. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that this this pandemic for all of its disgusting horribleness is going to really shed a light on relationships and what mm-hmm. matters to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being forced to be inside with uh, certain people probably caused a lot of strife and made yeah. people realize who was good for them and who wasn't. Exactly. And it also strengthened family bonds yeah. and saved a lot of people, I'm sure, yeah. um, who were lonely and had like a, a neighbor that they became best friends with. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It's amazing. Friends matter no no matter the gender. Friends matter no matter the gender. I would like to go back to an episode I did with Bunky in season one. We love Bunky. Uh, and we talked about how him and I have been friends for 21 years best friends Mm -hmm. like he is a person i go to for on and off our whole adulthood since we were 18 he's always been in my life he was at my he was going to be the officiant at my wedding i was there when his baby was born i was in his wedding as a groomsman like he is a male friend and my husband is wonderful and doesn't care that i have male friends but it's important to have that breadth of Mm. of input whether it be from friends who are uh, queer or not queer whether it be friends who are male or female whether it be friends who are married or not married it's really important to grow your bouquet of friends and make sure that they're all different um friends can give you a reality check and being a friend helps your friends. Friendfluence works in two directions. Not only do you benefit from its perks, by being a good friend, you are helping those closest to you. Being a friend is a great honor and a great responsibility, so treat your friends carefully. Mm -hmm. If you are aware of how you are affecting your friends, you will work harder to stay close to them, which in turn will benefit you as well. Being a good friend also includes asking them for help when you need it. Giving someone the gift of being influential in their life can be one of the greatest joys you can ever experience. Yeah. So wow. being a friend is is so very, very important. Um, compassionate romantic relationships and committed friendships appear to be in the same ballpark to me. I don't feel like they are that far off from one another. Um, so let's challenge the idea of a traditional romantic partner. Let's challenge that for just everybody who's listening. Take everything you've ever thought about a committed relationship and throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> because changes in American ideals and the way America sees partnerships has changed over the last few decades. Mm-hmm. Um, Alternative forms of relationship are popping up all over the place. Fewer and fewer Americans can count on having a spouse as a lifelong co-star. So a lot of women are finding their spouses are dying and they're still living 30 and 40 years. Men die much sooner than women. And if we're looking at a typical heteronormative relationship where husband and wife is the core women are being left behind. They're being left behind and alone. And a lot of times when you're with a spouse for such a long time, you you can alienate other people. Mm -hmm. And making friends as an adult is fucking hard. This morning, while I was getting ready and doing my morning Instagram scroll, I found a art, probably because I was looking at platonic life partnerships, but of course Instagram heard me and was like, ooh, would you like to join this app where you can find friends near you? And I'm like, there's a dating app for friends. On Bumble, there's an option. Bumble BFF. And there's another one called IRL. 
Oh, and people can go on and become so unofficial sponsor Bumble BFF and IRL the apps where you can make friends because that's how important friendships are and we don't get those skills no one tells adults how to make friends you guys see I love you man yeah it's been what a while as well. who the fuck yeah. is in that help I should have got oh, a no. quote from that movie I know right been good yeah who's uh, in that help me Paul Rudd and uh, what's the guy Jason Jason? Uh, not Jason, nope, I guess. No. Jason. Yeah, he's not been around for a while. He's he was in uh, the... All right, you need to figure it out. You, <laughs> you find it. Uh, Sarah. Sarah just, movie. yeah, Marshall. Yeah, and then also... Siegel. Siegel. That's I knew it, it wasn't Sudeikis, but it was a Siegel. It's a great movie to kind of hit on this fact is that it's difficult to make friends as an adult. It's so awkward. Like... If you want, like, if I were to go up to a girl and be like, hey, I actually think you're pretty cool and I kind of want to hang out with you. Is that girl going to automatically think that I'm hitting on her or is she going to think that I'm weird because I'm an adult and I want to be her friend? Um, If I ask a guy if he wants to get coffee, automatically it's assumed that I want to date him. It's like sometimes you just want to hang out with people because they're cool. Yeah. And they have their own like social circles and like friendship dynamics. Yeah. You would have to like weasel your way in there. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Why is it that when we get older, we just have like less space for Mm. new people? Like a great fucking question. (laughs) Like probably gotten hurt so many times from past mm. people. That's what I at least that's what I'm thinking. You know what else is funny is that I think that people don't realize the heartache that you get when you break up with a spouse is akin to the heartache you get when you lose a friendship. Yeah. Imagine getting uh, dumped by your band. Like yeah. Three dudes oh. telling you you're not in the band anymore and you have to move oh, out. No. Yeah, that was no. worse than like any. Yeah. <laughs> you have it the worst, Robert. Thank you. It's yeah, men bad. Have it, white men have it really hard. <laughs> it's, it's really hard for us. It's hard to make friends. I love you, man. <laughs> by the time Americans have gotten married, if they've done so at all, most Americans have spent a considerable part of their adulthood single. The tally of Americans unpartnered year by year grows once you tabulate the marriages that end because of divorce, 50%, or a spouse's death, about one third of older women. So going into that and talking about loneliness, um, I am going to give you my statistic of the day. It's the of the day. Ooh. It's the of the day. It's the day. According to a two, okay, now, stat of the day, guys. Let me just explain this to you really quickly. The statistic of the day is something I do with all of my shows, whether it's just me and Robert or me and 15 other people. And I am going to tell you one of the statistics I found while doing my research for this show that I thought was really interesting. You're all going to guess, the listener is going to guess, and in order for them to get the answer, they have to stick it out till the end. Okay? All right. All right. Prepare your brains. Prepare for learning. (laughs) According to a 2017 Pew Research Center report, what percentage of American adults do not live with a spouse or partner? According to a 2017 Pew Research Center report, what percent of American adults don't live with a spouse or a partner? Guests first. Wait, a romantic partner or any kind of Live partner? with a spouse or partner. So That's this, all it says. This count? Okay. All right. Okay. Does that count a roommate? Mm, I'm going to say no. Yeah, because yeah. roommates are not automatically Yeah, it's partners. someone who lives in your room. 
with you. I think it would be someone who you are partnered with. So right. you share finances, you share right. your space, you make mm-hmm. life okay. choices, yes. mm-hmm. you make mm-hmm. life choices mm-hmm. with okay. them. I'm gotcha. not going to consult my roommate mm-hmm. uh, about whether or not I'm going to take out my IUD. Well, maybe ba- I would. Bachelors <laughs> and uh, what's the female version of bachelor? A spinner? Bachelorette? Oh no! What, like a single dude. Yeah, but let's not talk about spinsters. Spinsters. That's no, what I was trying to. That's think of. a horrible word. Is that a horrible bachelor? Word? Yes, bachelor implies martinis and cocktails on a rooftop. Spinster implies cats and knitting. That's that's kind of hot. Which is oh yeah. Which, there's nothing wrong. I, with I, there's I love cats wrong. and I love knitting. Right. <laughs> Damn it! Really what is the percentage, What's the Renee? Percentage? Hmm. I would say. Don't live with partners. Ooh, 54%. Okay. Oh, I'm going to write this down. I think that's way too high. I feel like people are lonely and they would, whether or not they're happy in that partnership is a whole different thing. Mm, so I would accurate. say, right. So I would say I'll go with like 28%. Okay. Wow. My first thought was like 25. I think it's a little higher. I think I'm going to meet you guys in the middle. I'm going to say 35%. Okay. Okay. And more recent, like 2017, like that's a different number in like the 80s. Oh, yeah. I think, for sure. Oh, for sure. 100%. It's a newer right. thing where people are. 100%. Yeah. Uh, we are in the midst of what former Surgeon General Vikivi Murthy has called a growing public health crisis in the United States, and that is loneliness. A 2018 survey polled one fifth of Americans reported always feeling lonely. Being alone doesn't necessarily equal loneliness, nor does being partnered prevent loneliness. Mm -hmm. But this data suggests that there are plenty of people who would appreciate a confidant and a regular dose of physical affection. And this has only been amplified by the pandemic. So now that we have started the discussion, I'm going to introduce our guests. That's a moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, I was scrolling, as one does, through Instagram, trying to just learn things and, and discover interesting facts about the world. And I happened to come across a BuzzFeed article, and it said, platonic, uh, these two friends moved across the country to live with one another in during COVID. And I was like, the world, not the, the world, country. the world, the world, the world. Thank you. And I was like, all right, I'll read it. Let's see. And I was like, wait a minute. And I made him read it on the way here. It was a well-written congratulations, Buzzfeed, unofficial sponsor, Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed. If you'd like to sponsor us, please let me know. I give a shout out to Buzzfeed. I, yeah. I, I had uh, a job scheduled there the week everything shot shut down and i walked in the office and they're like yeah we're canceling all these shoots we're doing like these little web series things Mm -hmm. and so i'm like all right i'm going home and they still paid me for that week wow so it was like my first uh get it buzzfeed uh covid check what are the bonus what do you call it (laughs) oh stimulus that was my first stimulus check so thanks thanks buzzfeed i want to go work for you guys again i I haven't gotten i would love i would would love love to not not work for you again (laughs) i've heard heard stories work and get paid i've had i've had a good experience there um so i i was just fascinated i was pulled the fuck in and the the moment i was done reading your interview by buzzfeed i searched for both of you and i found you Mm -hmm. and i right away was like hello (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is random. Uh, you want to come be on my podcast? Because this podcast is about relationships and I am fascinated by this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want you to basically like tell me what you told BuzzFeed, but I kind of want you to give me the definition of what we're talking about today. What does it mean to you? April, you go first. Um, so a platonic life partner, I guess it's like, it's emotional intimacy and friendship mm-hmm. and also the commitment 
to each other in a way that it that shares similar traits to a marriage in mm-hmm. terms of domestic and financial partnership, making life decisions together, mm-hmm. um, starting a family possibly, just mm-hmm. all the things that you would think you would do with a romantic partner, except we happen to find it with a friend. Yeah. 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 And that's not unheard of. Right. This is actually something that's been happening for centuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Renee, you want to add anything to that? I mean, honestly, she said it perfectly. Um, I think it's really just the fact that we have this commitment to each other and therefore we we don't feel that loneliness. Yeah. Like we are able to come back to each other and have that and no, and be secure in that mm-hmm. and therefore it allows us the safety and security to go out and make further connections with other people okay. as well. And we're going to get into some further connections and, and things down the road but um, first I kind of want to talk about each of you separately before we talk about you together. So April... Yes. Where were you born? Singapore, born and raised. Do you have a big family, small family? Um, I would say it's it's large if you count like the extended family, but for the people that you know are directly like that, I really love and care about, like and consider family, family. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty small and unconventional, like really weird. Tell me how. So my parents divorced when I was like two, and um. So my dad wasn't really in the picture. I do see him. We have more of like a friendship. And then my mom not being able to raise me and also juggle like two jobs and go to night school and support her mom and also her brothers. Like just uh, she was supporting a lot of people and she needed help. And so how that happened was she decided to call on basically her best friend in Singapore, who's my adoptive dad. And they ra- they raised me as best friends together. So Wow. Yeah. All right, so you have a little bit of history with individuals living together and supporting one another without the romanticized version of that. You actually lived that. You grew up in that. Yes, they. my parents did not live together. So my mom and then I call him my godpop. He's basically my dad. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who raised me. Um, they did not live together. So I would shuffle back and forth between their houses. And he. And then eventually I lived with my mom for my first half of my life. And then I moved in with my godpop for the second half of my life. What's it like growing up in Singapore? Um, Wow, that's a loaded question, to be honest. <laughs> I hope it's like a lot of like childhood resentment's gonna come up. But, um, that's what we're good at on the show. <laughs> that's great. I, I love Singapore for everything that it made me and everything that it showed me that I'm not and that mm-hmm. everything that um, I could not be while I was there and therefore pushed me to come here to be that. What, like, like what? What can't you be? Oh, gay. You can't be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> do they have laws in Singapore? They do. What are the laws? Oh, there's so many. Chewing gum's illegal. You get fined for everything. No, what's the law about uh, oh, queer? 377A. Yeah, it's, um, it's so it's, it's not that it's like it's illegal to be gay, but I, if I'm, I might be wrong, but I think if you want to search it up to fact check me, I think Producer. it's about, yeah, please. It's about, um, it's specific to two men mm. having sex. Okay. So they don't even consider women to possibly yeah. fit. So How not only can you not be thing? queer, but you don't even get to be part of the law. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you can't even break the that's law because you, you're not even part of that law. Right, right. <laughs> Wait, women is, is gay? No, that's not yeah. accurate. Limited freedom of speech. Okay. Mm. So I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. Limited. Yeah. All right. So like, like you, you know, over strike. here, like one of the first biggest culture shocks I had was when I moved here right before the 2016 election. Mm. 
and everywhere oh, was like, no, it's all right. It's all right. I got through it. It was a great rite of passage, I feel. I guess you know? so. I still have PTSD. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. I mean, I was living with a Trump supporter. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was, Are yeah. you okay? I am totally fine. Do you yeah. need a I got, it made me a better person. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah, it was character uh, development. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like, I saw so much like, like expression from the American people, like mm. it was like fuck Trump everywhere, mm -hmm. and like you know it was just what. Well, you came to LA, which of course, luckily, thank God. At least you didn't go to like Scranton, right? Ohio, absolutely. like right. right, like at least you weren't in you know a red state, yeah, a red state, yeah, for sure, or like that was by design, orange, that was orange intentional, county. or in Orange County, oh, <laughs> Orange no. County's kind of Trump Huntington Beach, where I live, and I grew up in Seattle, and all I wanted to ever do ever was live in Huntington Beach. It was like my, I don't know why I was obsessed. And so when I moved here, I moved to Huntington Beach and I did not realize the, the mm. amount of Republicans and Trump supporters that live in Huntington mm. Beach. They have protests all the time. And not I'm like, an official oh, sponsor, Huntington Beach, not, not, not a sponsor <laughs> whatsoever. Under, uh, overrated waves. Too. Overrated. I, don't know why, I don't know why it's surf city. Overrated. You can't surf on the no, waves. No, Newport has much better waves. So a little background on the, on the laws. What you're basically seeing is like, it's not illegal, but like if it you flaunt it and like you show it, yeah. then you're going to be repression. Yeah. yeah, it's repression. A lot of um, mm -hmm. uh, conversion therapy is. Oh, there. my God. Yeah. Oh, dear God. OK, so. so you went to forgive my American ignorance. Did you go to a traditional like elementary, junior high, high school? Yes, yeah, sort of. So in Singapore, it's kind of common that um, all the way from when you're like uh, elementary school on to before high school. I don't know what they the education system sure. is like here but so i was in an all-girl school for 10 years how'd that go um a lot of repression a lot of denying I that i was by <laughs> so you you are part of the queer community yes and what do you identify as by and what are your pronouns she her okay so back then you're going through puberty you're going through these i mean you had to have some some idea especially living in such a controlled and repressive yeah. environment mm -hmm. um that these ideas are, I'm air quoting, wrong. Uh, at what age did you kind of figure out like, mm, I'm probably need to keep this to myself? I didn't even think that. I think what I, I wouldn't even let myself acknowledge it to wow. even want to like suppress it. It uh -huh. was just like, no, this is not what's happening. This is, you have a, you have a friend crush. You have a girl crush. You know, you have a friend crush. It's, it doesn't need to go any beyond that life is easier you just if you're straight withheld yeah. those feelings for yeah. yourself mm -hmm. okay and you did that until what age until i moved here oh god and then it was freedom baby oh. <laughs> what when was the moment that you like took a deep breath and went i am bisexual and that is amazing wow um it actually wasn't a moment it was a culmination of years and years of like making more friends that were accepting of themselves mm -hmm. and then and then being surrounded by that and then slowly, slowly coming to terms with that. And then during the pandemic was, I think, just uh, I embraced everything that I was and I and I put it out there and I was open about it. And that I, was, yeah. I got a question. So mm -hmm. what what turned you on to film? Obviously, <clears throat> she's in film school. She mm -hmm. mentioned it was mm -hmm. off the air. What what coming from there to over here? What what made you want to get into film? 
or TV. So that's a, uh, that's actually another part of Singapore that I think pushed me to leave was that like I was always into the creative field, like the arts, the visual arts, mm-hmm. and like Singapore is so small, yeah, so tiny, tiny we, little island. Yes. What's near? What's nearby for people who don't know where Singapore Malaysia, is? Malaysia. We are not in China. No, I you are like not to, in China. No, we. You're closer to Indonesia, aren't we you? Are, we are very yeah. close to Indonesia. Yeah. Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Sort of. No. I mean, we're close to, yeah, everything in like South or East Asia. Uh-huh. <laughs> Southeast Asia. But it's a tiny little island. I mean, how long does it take to get there from LA on a plane? Uh, directly, maybe 17 hours. You can fly direct? Mm-hmm. You can. Yes. Dang. I do not recommend it. <laughs> it's a long flight. But yeah, you can. Wow. Yeah. But so there's just repression in culture and repression in the arts in Singapore as well? Um, I think the art scene is getting a hell of a lot better, but Good. just as a creative person going through a government school and the way that they teach mm-hmm. you things, the way that they teach you things is really like to read and study and memorize and then regurgitate it onto the paper. Which is not how you learn. Right. No. And also <laughs> just it doesn't teach you life skills and how to continue thinking, how to think. Yeah. So, That's, yeah. And I was like, like a formula. There's always like a formula answer. Yeah. Like even right. for English, like mm-hmm. the arts, like humanities, like subjects. There's so anything that answer, doesn't yeah. have an answer or anything that's existential or philosophical is probably just not yeah. discovered. I yeah, my curiosity for life was not quenched. Yeah. And I that didn't feel inspired. I didn't look at anyone I knew, and I was like, I want to do your job. So <laughs> it was, was just there, like, was there a movie or a TV show that like was like, oh, I want to do that? Like, no. What? Not at really? all, actually. Oh. Well, the thing is, like, I, well, I've always been into film, but it wasn't just, it, it never just clicked. Nothing ever clicked with me. I just, I was pushed out of Singapore by, like, this is not what I want. This is not what I want. Let me go look for more options. You were you were a square peg, and the only thing they right. had was round holes. And there you we were go. like, clearly I don't fit here. So where right. can, how, what made you pick L.A.? Does Is it just, like, the idea of Hollywood and California, just, like, everyone wants to be here, and you just knew this is where you should go? You know what? Possibly. Maybe that's what I got from the movies that I was watching in Singapore. Because only, like, only the big things get to Singapore, and they don't show you you know, Singapore's really censored as well in their media, so like nothing about queerness can be shown, wow. nothing too much about drugs or sex. So I was just feeling stifled. And Smothered. I was like, right. And I was like, where can I go that is crazy, is real, has like everything, like so much for me to learn and experience That's beautiful. while I also pursue my academic you know, goals. How were your parents? Were they receptive? Extremely supportive. Oh. I'm so lucky. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. Have you been in a relationship with a man and a woman since coming to LA? No. So I have not been in a relationship with a woman. No. Okay. But I have, at, at the time that I moved to LA, I was in a long distance, long term relationship with my high school sweetheart, my like first mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was not the best. It's over now, which is cool. He's in LA, which is hilarious. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that is hilarious. He's wow. from Singapore and he actually lives here now. <laughs> wow. How old were you the first time you uh, hit a home run? Your sexual debut. All right. Uh, I lost everything. Like, on my first kiss. <laughs> you didn't kiss, lose anything. My, oh, right. Okay. You gained everything. I gained everything my 18th year. Okay. Yeah. Everything. She's Sorry, got sexy. Sick, she's yeah. got sexy voice right now. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. First, it was like 
I got like three tattoos when I was 17 before I even got like my first kiss and then <laughs> like my first kiss and then it was like everything with this person. And it's just and it was the same person. And since then yeah. you've experienced sexual relationships with other people, I'm assuming. Yes. But no women. Um, You know what? That's my journey right now. That's yeah. what you're on right now. Yeah. That's your journey. Mm-hmm. OK, that's beautiful. Thank you. That is phenomenal. Yeah. OK. Oh, oh. Oh, I love this so much. Okay, guess what, Renee? Hello. It's your turn. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, where'd you grow up? Um, I was born in Canada. Um, my what? Oh, yeah, I was born in Canada. Fuck out of here. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You like you like maple? Um, I do love maple syrup okay. and maple. Good times. Good times. Um, Us but too. My dad and my mom, mom divorced when I was two as well. Mm. Um, and then my mom, who was originally Singaporean, came back from. Is Canada. that what you say, Singaporean? Yeah, she's okay. Singaporean. Like, what so language she, do they speak? Um, English. Yeah. In but Singapore? We, yeah. So English is our native language, and then after that, we have like our mother tongue, which is like you know Mandarin, Tamil, Malay. Depending on what, yeah, depending mm-hmm. on what race, and then, yeah, yeah. How many languages can you guys speak? Uh, uh, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. We were talking about how we are losing touch of Mandarin because we don't have anyone to speak it to. Yeah. Speak it to each other. N- no, it would just be broken, like Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, it would just it, be ordering things to each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, where's the bathroom? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, shut up, dude. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you moved from Canada. Which part of Canada? Uh, Vancouver. Oh, so right by me. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was in Seattle. I was like yeah. two hours away from you. Yeah. Nice. And then you moved to Singapore when you were two yep. with your mom. Yep. Any and brothers and sisters? Uh, no. No. Not, 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 not enough time. <laughs> not enough time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then you, you grew up in Singapore and you went to, I'm sure, the same kind of gap. Did you go to the same school as her, the um, girl school? Yeah. In, I mean, in primary school, like that's the elementary school, mm-hmm. I guess. Like we were separate. Like I had my own like school and mm-hmm. everything. I went from a co-ed school and then halfway through I went to an all-girl school because there's a whole affiliation route for Singapore. Okay. Um, and then I got into secondary school and that's where I met her. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys went to the the same school until you graduated um no so actually for four years which is secondary school um which is like 13 i think no 12 is it 12 12 to like 16 12 to 16 or 13 like middle to 16 school. Okay. yeah middle, yeah. middle school i guess okay. yeah exactly yeah so, so. stupid how <laughs> Everybody, everybody that's from another country is like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> America's just like, let me do everything different from yeah. the Yeah, we just want to be metric awesome. system. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, so stupid. Never get it. Somebody was like, it's 73 kilometers. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> give it to me in miles, please. Is that a speed or is that a weight? <laughs> I, don't, so confi- I don't know so what you're talking about. Under the rules. I don't know. Uh, so when you were growing up, what kind of kid were you? Um, I was very much a well, I was very much a bubbly kid, but also quite introverted. Okay. Um, I was also like very much a people pleaser. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would make friends and then like I would kind of um, like... Give and give and yeah, give and give. Yeah, kind of give and give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, I mean like I, it was a funny story actually how we met, which was that I was friends with like my older best friend um in primary school and then when we got to the same secondary school she met like my my old best friend met april and then i was like oh my god april's gonna steal my best friend <laughs> and then plot april's twist <laughs> yeah plot <laughs> twist april stole me <laughs> and now we've been friends for 12 years yeah. that's amazing that's yeah. really really cool so what kind of house did you grow up in like what was like your mom was by herself she just worked and you guys yeah. just 
hung out? Is she your, is she close to you? Are you like um, close so to your mom? So she's a single mother. Like mm-hmm. so, she raised me. Um, and she well, we went we back we went back to Singapore because her family was there. So I Smart. I I grew up around my extended family nice. a lot. And like um, when she was like because she was a single mother, she had to you know like make the money yeah. and like b- bring in the bacon yeah. and all the kind of stuff. And like when I was younger, she actually traveled around a lot. Like and I was like. I was um, raised by like my extended family or mm-hmm. even my teachers at one point. Weird. Yeah, like that was a weird thing. I was just like, I just remembered that, and I was like, I I, I lived with my teacher for one point. Did you time. really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Miss Z. Hey, hey, hey Miss Z, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's really interesting. So you had a lot of different input from older ad- adults in your life, but not I really did. like, like fret. Like you didn't really form like real bonds with people until you met april yeah not really like it's kind of just like hip hopped around like to different friends from like one one year in one class and then the next year in different class a new friend and then so on and so forth like until i met april did you have any romantic relationships when you were a teenager no i was a noob (laughs) i only had all my first in university (laughs) you went to university in uh singapore yeah yeah in singapore What, what did you study um i studied like life sciences which is basically biology but I, I, I was okay. So the thing about the Singaporean system, mm. right, is that you kind of follow like two set paths. It's either the humanities route or the science route, and the science route is always better or easier actually to score in. Like it's easier to score because it's like you know, the model answers are much easier to find out, or like it's easier to study, 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 and then regurgitate like what she said. So, like all parents want the best for their children, and they're like, what's the easiest way to, to like get into university? Do science. Wow. But, like. Yeah, so like I've been doing science all my life, and I did like biology. Like sure. I realized I like, I like studying biology, but I don't like. No, sorry, I like learning biology, yeah. but I don't like studying biology. I love biology. Yeah. I love the human body. Fucking fascinates me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! In my my human sexuality class, I spend an entire section just talking about anatomy and i'm like sorry this isn't very psychological but you better know what your body's fucking doing because it's Mm. rad like you have no idea how cool this machine that we own is it's phenomenal so i can understand that but so then you're in singapore your best friend is in la Mm -hmm. during one of the darkest periods (laughs) which we'll call oh god the cheeto era (laughs) the tangerine era (laughs) Something along those lines. Um, and, and you guys stayed in touch or did you lose touch at any point? Or um, No, we didn't. We, I mean, we would just like text text or call whenever mm-hmm. we like wanted to. But I think we were just like discovering who sure. we are. Like Being doing who like you university or, yeah. like, or, like, or like in college or, and everything. And yeah. like it was really like f- figuring out who we are apart from each other. Who did you figure out that you were? Um, that's, a non- that's, a, that's a question I'm still answering to yes, be honest. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you have any answers at this point are you uh you you hit you had a sexual uh, home run in university well, well, yes. sorry to interrupt we forgot to mention our <coughs> safe word for today <gasps> oh my god our you new guys. segment oh yeah. we have a brand new shit you're right please hold let okay. me put a pin in that sorry about sure. that. no no you're correct <laughs> so yeah, producer, yeah. do you have a noise oh let me see so I while i explain this the safe word that we have developed so a la peewee herman i don't know if you've ever seen peewee's playhouse you need to. Um, Pee-wee is a, a very uh, important uh, feature in me and Robert's life because our aunt, Linda, who's like our mom, our second mom, 
loves Pee Wee Herman. Um, and he had a show for a very long time um, running called Pee Wee's Playhouse. And they would have a secret word of the day. And if anyone ever said the word of the day, the typewriter would start yelling. The bed would jump up and down. The cats. Everybody freaks out. Everything becomes animated. Um, so we've decided that on this show, sometimes I ask questions and I can visibly see the person going, oh, I don't, I don't want to answer that. But she's looking at me and I should probably just answer that. And now I'm really upset that I answered that. So we've had one. And I have to go in and edit it and take it out. We've yeah. had one guest <laughs> ask us to remove an entire portion. And I typically don't edit anything in this podcast. Everything that we do, everything that we say is just there uh, but in the spirit of consent um robert genius has decided that we need a safe word um so the safe word is pineapple <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> <We're going. laughs> so there you go if at any point during this episode, I ask you a question that you are not comfortable answering. Just say pineapple. Got it. Got it. And we'll move on. And we'll move on. Don't, no judging. No questions. Awesome. Just say, just, okay. She's going to so ask some weird questions. I ask weird five right. fucking questions. <laughs> so you hit a home run or had your sexual debut with someone you met at university. Yeah. Pineapple. <laughs> no one gets to pineapple this question uh, so is uh he you met this person there and and you dated them or was it just kind of a one-off sort of a, a feel yeah i dated i dated this guy for like um on off for maybe like throughout my university life cool like, like three years yeah like three four years okay yeah okay. well three years yeah okay yeah um nice guy yeah, great guy. Good. Yeah, good yeah. experience. Yeah, good experience. Good, fantastic. Great. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, you know, some things just don't work out, which is no, cool. So most of the time, yeah, romantic relationships times. don't work out, exactly. which is odd that we base all of our entire lives on. Thank you. This yeah. fucking thing. Thank you. Yeah. When like you have to go like. It's so rare for people to meet the person they're going to spend the rest of their exactly. life with the first time and then be happy for the rest of their lives. Like that's a freaking yeah. very a lot of stress to put on somebody. Yeah, it is. When did you decide Singapore was no longer for you? Yeah, so I guess I kind of always knew that I was settling like air quotes for Singapore. Um and like I knew I could be happy there but I wouldn't be fulfilled. And it was yeah. only really yeah. during the pandemic and like off and during the pandemic was also the time where I was graduating and I was starting to talk more to April and distance had never bothered us so much mm. like before. Like we'd always just talk and like that would be cool. Like, you know, one off, but like every single day, like literally every single day during the pandemic. Um, From would, the moment we woke up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How'd you do that? Because you were... The time difference, yeah. So it yeah. would just be like, I would call her the moment I woke up until the time that she would go to sleep and then when she wakes up she would call me and it would be my afternoon and you guys and would then, just zoom and just leave the yeah. zoom on and yeah. it wasn't even that you were chatting the whole time it yeah. was just i need you your, your companion energy. your yeah, energy, energy your companionship yeah. need it's like yeah. having her here physically yes. with you yeah absolutely and when and did when did you move here Renee? um about four months ago actually <laughs> congratulations <laughs> me <laughs> go you yeah, yeah go me moving across the globe moving across the city is a big fucking deal yeah. you moved across the globe like yeah. singapore's literally on the other side like, yeah literally and you left everything yeah i mean i it was it was actually a perfect time because i wasn't tied to any romantic relationship 
and shit. Yeah. I um I mean it was just my family and my friends, but I over the years I kind of realized you ca- you have to live life for yourself, right? You right. can't you can't live life just based on like I want to be close to this friend, but they're gonna live their own life and mm-hmm. you're gonna be left behind. No mm-hmm. offense, no, and like no, so that and I wanted to live my own life with her. Yeah. So that's how we just kind of intertwined together, and like literally the moment I graduated, I was oh well, it took a few months, but well, um, I we we deliberately looked for jobs that would help me get here, and thankfully there was one. Was your family supportive? Um, yeah, I I think my mom was just like sad to see me go, and I don't think she thought I was actually gonna do it <laughs> until I actually got my visa, You're and like, I was like, uh, I'm leaving. Hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> exactly. All right, yeah. so we are going to take our first break uh, after hearing about your lovely lives um, getting to this point. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the benefits of platonic life partners. And we're going to get a little bit of history about this amazing um, idea that I think more people should embrace personally. We'll be right back. Nice warm bed. You just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Want to get something off your chest? Have a burning sex question? Call now for a chance to be live on air with What's Your Position? 513-6969-SEX. That's 513-6969-739. We will answer your questions, hear your comments, and play you live on air. Call us soon. What's your position? Sexy moment in TV and movie history. What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What was that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Are you okay? Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh. Yes. 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 Yes! 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 Yes!
Oh, oh God. Oh. I'll have what she's having. I know exactly. I know exactly what that's from, but I'm going to let our guests see if they know because I know exactly what that is. Do you guys know? I I I I definitely watched it before. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Is it Friends? No. Nope. Oh fuck. Oh nope. no. Oh, is it an? Is it a sitcom like nope. ensemble? No. Fuck. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Fuck. Mm. With Meg Ryan. Oh. At, oh yep. Ashley, you got to remember we're we're old. We are old. We're I know. Old. We're old. She no. She's. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it's when Harry met Sally. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. It is a very, very traditionally uh, the very first like romantic comedy movie mm. that Meg Ryan did, and she, they're at a diner, and you can hear everybody yeah. in the diner talking, and mm. then she starts to do the orgasm, and the diner just goes silent, and people are just staring at her, and Billy Crystal, <laughs> sitting across from her, his face is just like in awe in awe and also shame and just <laughs> realizing that now yeah okay so women fake orgasms and, fun, and then fun fact fun at, fact at the end the woman that says i'll have what she's having that's rob reiner's the director's mother yeah so the director's mother <laughs> is a very in the classic scene. it sex. is very classic yeah. i played in my human sexuality class in the very first class i'm like here's a Here's a clip. And it's true, actually. Uh, 90% of women have actually stated that they have faked an orgasm at some point in their life. And 80% of men are sure that they have never had someone fake an orgasm. So do the math. <laughs> There's something wrong there. Uh, that's an excellent segment, sir. You're welcome. I'm so, they're going to be long. Sorry. Some of them are a few minutes they long. They have to be. But they're great. Some of them are like a, under a minute, but... They have to be long. The great thing is Ash, Ashley doesn't know yeah. what they I know. are. It was beautiful. I think when I first watched it, that's when I discovered my sexuality. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, something's feeling funny down Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about platonic life partnerships and how they're beneficial. So even when you date someone, you never really have a, like, concrete idea that this person is going to be with you for the rest of your life. Um relationship have relationships typically have spillover benefits right and what i mean by that is if you have a romantic partner they're not just there for romance they're there for your social support your emotional support your financial support friendships have spillover benefits as well mm -hmm. i don't think that people are taking full advantage of their benefits of their friendship as they could be i think that friendships have really been put on a back burner mm -hmm. in the last 60 to 80 years um, and a lot of attention has been paid to finding mr or mrs right mm -hmm. settling down and having a perfect life mm -hmm. but it's interesting because this was a very heteronormative concept for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And just recently, we have been noticing, uh, just recently, there have been changes um, so that individuals who are LGBTQIA plus can get married and have that be recognized within their countries, their states. It's still difficult for a lot of people Um to have that recognized apparently in Singapore that is not something that would be recognized which I could imagine is extremely frustrating um, I got a quote from some individuals who are in a platonic life partnership and it's two females um, one of them identifies as queer one of them identifies as straight and this is their quote and I kind of wanted to see how this resonated with you um, to the degree that I cannot picture my life without her in it and I know her walking away would hurt me as much as I could imagine a divorce. There is zero sexual tension between us. We are not romantically attracted to each other, yet I love her more than most humans in the world. 
At the end of the day, people could call this relationship a roommate or a best friend, but we know it's more and we acknowledge to each other that this makes our life easier. Absolutely love that. Yeah, that's exactly how we feel, yeah. honestly. Yeah, perfectly put into Not words. Not just easier, just better yeah yeah it's not it's not a it's not like a cop-out no we unlock our full potentials by being with each other you make each other better yeah we're our best version of ourselves when we when we're with each other and why wouldn't you want to Mm. be with that person and set life up with the person who makes you better why pass up on that because it isn't what society tells you Mm -hmm. is the person you should do life with do life with who makes your life better why make yourself miserable and get married Mm -hmm. or or don't get married and be alone which is even worse i think (laughs) the loneliness aspect of it would would break me and if you have found that person who makes you better and they happen to be your best friend i feel like you're fucking winning exactly exactly that's how we felt yeah tell me when did you get to the point where you realized this isn't just my best friend this is my person Mm. I think we felt that way for a while. Like we've always called ourselves more than best friends, almost soulmates even. It was only really when I moved here that we started having more conversations about how much we really want to be in each other's lives. So you moved here without saying, I'm going to be your platonic life partner. You moved here with the idea of, I just want to hang out and be here with you. No, no. I mean, obviously like, we during the pandemic when we started talking it wasn't just like i want to spend time with you and i want to hang out we did start planning a trip at first to be Mm -hmm. like hey you should visit me in la um stay with me for two weeks and it became three months you should stay for the whole summer and then it became like shit dude if i didn't have roommates i would totally ask you to just move in with me and then somehow during the pandemic i moved out and i got my own place like my own studio and Mm. then these things started becoming more and more like Like the more that we saw how to solve the distance problem, Mm -hmm. the more our brains were like, once you get rid of that, those obstacles, you're set. You can start. This is a fresh start. You Mm -hmm. can live your life together. And we were like, why are we not going to take that chance? Because we're waiting for some hypothetical romantic partner. Like why? I choose her now. Yeah. Yeah. And like it wasn't even like we didn't just want three months. We wanted to live the mundane moments together. You guys were Zooming during the pandemic and Mm -hmm. just leaving Zoom on. (laughs) Just uh, just iPhone chatting and just turning it on so that you were in the same room with one another across the globe. And Mm -hmm. to have that person and that comfortability where where silence is peaceful because Mm -hmm. you know that that person is there and that they are your person and and that they if you need them to hand you a box of crackers or bring you a roll of toilet paper (laughs) they're gonna do that Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right like that's it's i don't know if i've ever thought about it this way but i really do think that relationships in general friendships um family um romantic i I really feel like people don't give it enough effort Mm. Uh, a lot of the times when you think about a friendship if you have a falling out people tend to just walk away yeah I think what it is is that we discuss every little thing like we understand that the little things is what makes up the big things Mm -hmm. right and so like 
we've seen each other at our best and our worst mm -hmm. and therefore we'd never judge each other like in fact we always like make sure to address the problem at the root issue like communication yeah exactly communication like simple things like hey maybe don't like be a little bit gentler with me when you say things and mm -hmm. then and then like we'll just take it into account into the future what was yeah. the last like disagreement that you guys had it wasn't really disagreement. <laughs> no, like um, we we all, we get asked this question, and the thing is, like we don't remember the last time we fought. Like maybe we were fifteen, like <laughs> actual like argument <laughs> yeah. fighting or anything like that. Like, like we had one big fight, right? And then after <laughs> that, it was just like maybe we have tension sometimes, yeah. and that is like such an easy thing to just yeah. sit down and talk it out and then move on. Yeah. Talk about talk about your finances with me. What okay. are, are what are you guys doing? Because my husband and I, we have our own checking accounts mm -hmm. and then we use a credit card for all of our joint purchases so mm -hmm. if we go out to eat or if we pay hulu or if we you know go on vacation we have a joint credit card that we That's both smart. pay no it is actually very smart that like is, yeah. and my husband is the co the co-person on my credit card so he has his own and i have my own but we use them to fill up our gas tanks we mm -hmm. use it to go out to dinner we use it to buy groceries so Anything that's done jointly mm. is done on that credit card, and then it yeah. pays from our own bank accounts. Mm, that's brilliant. That might be our next move. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> we Ashley Weller, financial <laughs> advisor. Yeah. You're welcome yeah. for all your financial needs. But so you guys have your own accounts, yeah. Basically, yes. how do you split up like groceries and like when you buy shit? Like, do you just Venmo each other? You just pay? Yeah. Equally. Just Venmo request and then just split it. You really like, should think about getting yeah. a joint credit card. Yeah. It was yeah. so Actually. much fucking easier, yeah. and you get points. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that really is our next move because yeah. we we've been talking about this and how we already share finances mm -hmm. and like it. It's not even the idea of like splitting things fifty fifty, which we do. We, but yeah. the the best way I can describe our financial partnership is that our resources have now doubled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now it's like sharing rather than splitting. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That you know? makes perfect yeah. sense. Uh -huh. You are no longer paying for a studio apartment by yourself. Right. Exactly. You are splitting the rent. So now yeah. you have more money and you have more money yes. and yeah. you live here. Like yes. you can, so you are growing financially yes. with one another. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, how about like the space? Like what if one of you needs, I mean, I'm, we are sitting in your studio, yes. which by the way, mm -hmm. Thank you for graciously hosting us. Yeah. It is amazing. This it's studio, fucking cool. The studio is the coolest fucking studio I've ever. Studio. I, I wish this was our studio. studio. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like it, it's it's in a building that used to be a bank. You guys, the elevator that we took here was fucking. I I'm gonna have <laughs> dreams about this elevator, and I'm looking at. I can't really One of the coolest Gotham-looking LA buildings, <laughs> oh, the yeah. Eastern Building. Ooh, yeah, 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 the Eastern Building. Very amazing. cool, very Gotham. We are um, in the historic core. Yeah, it's LA. very historic, it's and the studio has buildings. space. There's big windows, and there's lots of like brick, exposed brick, and like just absolutely perfectly designed. But what do you do when one of you wants to rub one out? I will say this: it, it's <laughs> it's small. Like, it's not big. It's not big. It's great. But it feels big. But, yeah. You <laughs> guys have definitely made it a home. But right. I see one bed here. No, there's one around the corner. Oh, look at that. Actually, go look right okay, now. It's really fucking Sorry, cool. I didn't know that. That was one question. I was like, you guys share a bed? Is it that platonic? <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, what do you do if you want to masturbate? Um, we've actually like 
we've oh, we've yeah. we've experimented where like you know the vibrator yeah like the vibrator like we tried going all the way up to its maximum like um, noise noise, noise and, and be like, in our own beds and then the curtain is drawn we have a curtain divider so yeah. we close the curtain and we're like nope you're good can't yeah. hear anything yeah great okay <laughs> for the sound check i appreciate that yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Sound sound check. Who's, okay who's over here me i'm over there uh, that's where i go right next to the fridge oh that's no i want to go right here by the fucking window exactly <laughs> who does the cat sleep with me i mean <laughs> he, i got him like you know three oh, and a okay. half years ago and she just got here yeah, so she, like so it's more your cat but you guys yeah. But, yeah, are platonic but, with but it exactly. <laughs> exactly but she's taken on such a great mother role to him too like we split vet bills like she she's Aww. the mo- morning mom where she will wake up to feed him and i'm like no fuck off <laughs> <laughs> i'm like the stepmother that came in and was like exactly i'm, I'm your godpa exactly. yeah like yeah, yeah you're my yeah you're his godmother yeah. <laughs> would you call it godpa godpa oh, no, that's her dad oh uh, okay yeah. gotcha mm-hmm. So uh, placing a friendship at the center of your life Mm. is something that is outside of a lot of people's comfort zones. Mm. Um, But if you think about individuals who maybe aren't romantically inclined, um, people who are aromantic, meaning they literally don't find other people romantically interesting and they just sort of want to be friends and have relationships with people that don't have anything to do with flowers and and like well and obviously like that's even a stupid fucking guys always get flowers because it always looks good (laughs) yeah even if like you're getting it for your girlfriend or your wife i get my friends flowers i get my grandma flowers yeah yeah Yeah. i should get my dude guy flowers we go on friend dates honestly like we romanticize our friendship yeah you should and you should nurture that relationship i want want one of these with a dude i I hear you like i sounds awesome any dudes out there i kind of feel like this is i kind of feel like this is me and stephanie yeah a little bit well you guys live right next to each other i know yeah but honest to god like she came to our thanksgiving she's coming to spend new year's with us she's spending like she's pretty great she's she comes over to my house when i'm not there and hangs out with she's kevin family then right no yeah. absolutely yeah. she's family yeah. like there's no question about that like we're we may have to move out of our apartments and we were talking about getting a place so that we could all three live mm. together because it's just she doesn't have a romantic uh, per- person right now in her life, but to her, being romantic with people doesn't necessarily translate into long term mm-hmm. at this moment in yeah, time. That's and exactly so it, how we feel about each other. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's crazy. Like the similarities between the two. Question: What What do you do for a living? Oh, I work in Gush Clouds, an influencer marketing agency. Oh, yeah. See, the, yeah, we're old. I know. That's what we should have into. <laughs> okay. So it's interesting because a lot of people have come up with like this, oh, well, you're just best friends. Like, what if you don't want to be best friends anymore? And it's and I think to myself, motherfucker, how many times have you dated someone and they were like, I don't want to date you anymore? Exactly. Like, yeah, I have had more romantic breakups than friendship breakups in my life. Mm-hmm. And when you nurture a relationship and you take care of it and you communicate and you know each other's love language, mm-hmm. like... It doesn't have to be physical or sexual in order for it to be fulfilling, Absolutely. meaningful, um, balanced, and mm-hmm. and and part of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Let me ask, how have your parents adapted to the two of you living a platonic life partnership with each other at have the they, center of your universe? Have they seen the article? They have seen the article, yeah. Okay. I mean, my parents, because they have yeah. such an unconventional life themselves, like my, my mom's remarried now, mm-hmm. and good for her. This is like, I believe in this marriage. Good. And I don't believe in marriage in the sense of that, you know, it has to be a default next step for most people, mm-hmm. and that's what we are trying to be mindful about, to mm-hmm. not go into that just default next step. Sure. But really 
decide on those things. But um, so my parents, in a way, have taught me like my values and yeah. like my priorities. So yeah, they're, they 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 just want me to be happy. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, her, and her mother recently came over for like a I saw. three week. You guys trip. went to yeah. Big Bear. Yeah. We yeah. did. <laughs> so cool. So, yeah. so yeah. she was able to witness our growth and our friendship since yeah. like we were like in like mm-hmm. children. Yeah. yeah. We've merged our families. Like I mean, her, so it was just her single mom, and then it's my like you know clusterfuck of a family, and then like <laughs> so it's like every like Christmas and Chinese New Year, like we've merged the families. Yeah. So I think they. So your par- your family's adopted her mom. So like mm, even in Singapore, of, yeah. she has kind of a, a stability she has family there she has yeah. friends yeah like yeah. friends family yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. that's like a little utopia yeah, yeah and now my mom and her mom like meet up when we're not around yeah Aww, that's yeah. actually really sweet yeah. yeah so let's talk about marriage because that's a lot of uh that's a lot of a lot of platonic life partners go that direction mm-hmm. um and for great reason so in the united states there are a lot of benefits mm-hmm. for getting married mm-hmm. um, besides the ones that should be the most important, which is companionship and because you actually enjoy being around the person. Uh, there's tax breaks. Um, there's financial uh, stability. You can go see them in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You can list them as your next of kin. Yeah. Green card. But I know can, it's not your situation. <laughs> but. Yeah, right. Green card. But so getting married um, as we understand it nowadays is romantic. It's find your soulmate and have this massive, lavish $20,000 yeah, wedding. Yeah, invite everyone out to Yosemite in Shut the up. middle of a river. That's what I did. In the sun and it was really hot. Eat a dick. It was the best Reception wedding of your good. entire it was, life. It was pretty great. Don't lie. Have you guys been to Yosemite? Yes, a wedding in Yosemite. We got married. My husband and I got married in Yosemite. It was pretty epic. Incredible. No, it was. Incredible. I'm not even going to lie to you and be humble. It was the best fucking wedding. No, I believe you. (laughs) We were talking about like if we were ever to get married or some sort of ceremony Mm -hmm. or whatever, what we would want that to look like. Mm -hmm. And we were like in nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was our cathedral. We got married on Cathedral Beach looking over El Capitan. It was a church. It was a fucking, it was a nature church. Mm, Um, Interesting. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Mm -hmm. But have you thought about that? Have you thought about combining your lives in in that much of a um i guess professional aspect so that you can be each other's person in the eyes of the government so that you get those benefits and you get the respect even um you wouldn't have to call each other wife but you could i mean you like (laughs) i guess you could partner yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly i mean we have talked about it because we did mention the whole like visiting each other at the hospital if anything happens Dude, to either yeah. one of us we have we no family yeah. no exactly so, yeah. exactly we wouldn't be able to visit each other and not be considered family so mm-hmm. yeah that that that's definitely in the cards a for civil the union perhaps civil a domestic like domestic partnership domestic partnership mm-hmm. instead of calling it a marriage because i right. think that that not for you guys necessarily but i think for society it, mm-hmm. it may actually um force people to feel like they have this stereotypical idea like you guys are in a marriage so obviously you're fucking and it's like a domestic partnership is a little different in the fact that it's more about this person I live with who I love who I want to spend my time with who knows everything about me who's my uh, go to like like emotional support person Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. Um, but with all the benefits Mm -hmm. of of marriage in the United States I'm kind of trying to look it up 
I mean, it's in the back of my head. Isn't it like after so many years, they kind, of, they kind of force it on you? Ten years in the state of California, if you live with somebody, you are considered domestically partnered, but that's really only for a termination of a relationship. So the only benefit that that 10-year uh, rule has is if you end up breaking up or leaving one another. It's very California. If, if you've been together for 10 years, your assets are combined. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. My husband and I were dating for 10 years before we got married, so I figured all this shit out, and I was like, <laughs> backwards, though, because it's really only a benefit be if you want to break up. Yeah. It's not a benefit. It's, it's not recognized anywhere else. It's probably to cover else. the ladies with the, the, the divorce, and mm -hmm. I'm guessing a lot of actors in Hollywood, you know. Speaking of Hollywood. Yeah. That's where we are. <laughs> well, I'm, kind star of. I'm staring it's, at it's, it. It's <laughs> the sign's that way, but yeah. There are some examples, and I'd like to see... If any of you, especially you, producer, can think of some platonic life partners, um, examples of this in media. Now, I know growing up in Singapore and having censorship and having maybe not access to all of the television and all of the movies that we have could put you at a disadvantage for this. But I have come up with three Excellent examples of platonic life partners, whether they be male and female. And these are people who... Like set the example. Basically, so because they're you know they're probably they're, they're famous. So finding the complimentary personalities, uh, you know, reflect like someone that you would die for, someone that yeah. you're not romantically involved with. Ooh, I got two now. Okay, okay, okay. Does anybody else have one? There's a real. I just thought of a really famous one. Oh. Okay, and I'm hoping that it's one that you are going to tell me. That's I have four. I lied. I have four. <laughs> I, have, I have four. Okay. Ladies, what? we were talking about like portrayals and media, in media right? it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be it could be fiction it is fiction oh yeah oh, all okay. of these are fiction. i'm stealing oh i was thinking of real people oh okay even cool better. great even, even better, better. Yeah. do you want to hear that or do yeah, do, yeah do um i was thinking isn't barbara streisand and her dude i think they're not like officially married they've always been like just like a partnership kind of thing what is I'll his look, name i'll have to look his name up um and then oprah and stedman they're romantic though yeah, but they're not married. No, I'm talking about Strictly, friends, uh, platonic okay. life I'm partners. I'm going to steal some answers from my TikTok comments. Ooh, okay. This is what people have been oh, commenting like, okay, over okay. I've not necessarily seen any of these, but I've gotten Chuck, Chuck and Larry, but women form. Like, so Chuck okay, and Larry. that makes sense. But it was it was for a purpose that they but did this. You're okay, right. okay. I got Bert and Ernie. <laughs> That's so Bert true. Bert and Ernie is so true. That's I've got, it is adorable. Oh my God, I've, I didn't <laughs> even get that one. That's adorable and that's so I've accurate. i gotten uh, Jay and Silent Bob, which I have no idea okay. what that is. I can actually see I've that. I've worked with them. Really? Wow. Yeah, I got to what work on a music that? video. Um, what is that? There are these two characters that have traveled through kevin smith the director who plays silent bob who's it's it's very very ironic because kevin smith is just a loud mouth he just doesn't shut up yeah, he, he has a podcast and he's a nerd and he just he's a he just doesn't shut up and his character he portrays is a person that never talks <laughs> so it's kind of funny um yeah so they they're like yeah it's that's a good one because there are these dudes that are always like trying to get uh, women and they're just so bad at it they're just so f much friends that they just stick together with each other that's a good one yeah, yeah. and they're great dudes they were great to work with great too. dudes anyone else mm. okay are you ready dumb and dumber yes yes dumb and dumber is a great one i didn't yeah. put that sherlock and watson yeah. mm, yes okay. watson has a wife i know they are best friends though sherlock and okay. watson oh we're just talking best friends then platonic life partners where they would die for one another okay okay um 
Christina and Meredith on Grey's Anatomy. They even call one another their person and they tell their significant others, you are second. You are second best. And when Christina moves to, I forget, she moves to another country. I think it's Germany. Like European country? Yeah. Yeah. Uh And and they still talk on Zoom all the time. Mm -hmm. They are each other's person, Mm -hmm. no matter who they're married to. It's, I think it's truly like one of the best examples, mm-hmm. even though it's not the best show. Uh, are you ready for this one? Yeah, because I wasn't listening to any of that. Uh, Barbara Streisand is married to uh, husband James Brolin. That's who I was trying to think of. James He's Brolin. handsome. But they're married. I think for a long time they weren't. that, And then they became. Are you ready for this? Okay, continue. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Hmm. Oh, interesting. They have an incredibly close yeah, and strictly platonic friendship. Avengers Age of Ultron reveals that Natasha is the only adventurer that knew about Clint's family, and she is an honorary aunt to his children, the youngest being named after her. They sometimes end up on opposite sides. It's clear that they still care about each other when they fight. In Endgame, they discover the only way to acquire the Soul Stone is to sacrifice the person you love the most and immediately try to sacrifice each other, or that sacrifice on, themselves. all on top of her head. That's how much of a Marvel fan she is now. Can I please add to this? Yeah, please. So I think that there I wrote is- a distinction there is a distinction between a deep platonic love and connection which is what I think they're feeling I think people Mm. feel this all the time Mm -hmm. but then there's a distinction between a platonic life partner where you now put those feelings into commitment into action action. yes yeah Yeah. and actually live like you're right so Black Widow and Hawkeye don't have a joint checking account right that's what I'm saying I don't think they need one (laughs) they just get money from where does the money come from Nick Fury yeah they they just give them credit cards all the time right. yeah. just bank wires pretty much tony and they can stark. also just take money a lot of tony stark shit tony stark yeah. Yeah. um god i love those series uh <laughs> so we can see these examples and they just aren't portrayed as that but if you look at the golden girls mm-hmm. motherfucker yes. these yeah. bitches were living with one another and did not care if there was men involved fuck yeah. that but that's also because they've gone their whole lives exactly exploring that. so it was yeah later in life which i think a lot of people uh, understand so like the history of uh platonic life partners dates back 16 1700s um there's well-known women who have done this there's actually someone whose bedroom is in the exhibit in chicago uh it is a bedroom remodel of Jane Adams, who was a philanthropist. Um, James Adams had a hanging of her best friend, Mary Roset, uh, above her bed. They spent 40 years entwined, trudging through moments uh, that they spent apart and together during one separation, Adams wrote to Smith, you must know, dear, how I long for you all the time, and especially during these last three weeks. There is reason in the habit of married folks to stay together. When Adams traveled without Smith, she would sometimes haul the painting with her and hang it above the bed wherever they went. Adams wired ahead to request a double bed whenever they journeyed together. There was no scandal in the newspaper. They were never pressed directly or implicitly about their sex lives, nor did they feel the need to invent a label to make sense of their relationship. Um, About a century later, same-sex intimacy was condoned. And when I say intimacy, guys, I'm not 
I'm not saying sex. Intimacy for the for the listener and for anyone who doesn't know, intimacy is on so many levels. You can be intimate with your friends. You can share secrets with your siblings. You can be close to your family. Intimacy doesn't mean pleasure and sex. That's what sex is. I'm pretty intimate with you on this podcast. Absolutely. We have gone through so many fucking things that should probably never be stated among siblings, and yet we have. Yeah. But I think it's an education. People Sometimes I go this. back and listen to it and I'm like, wow, I hope that people are, well, I don't really fucking care. <laughs> people just don't know, understand our relationship or our family. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Yeah, I don't care. We're just trying to make the best podcast out there for <laughs> you guys. We fucking do. Frederick Douglass, you guys know who that is? He was during the Civil War. Great. No, probably not. Great I, hair. Amazing he fucking great hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, his yeah. hair is phenomenal. It's awesome. Um, Douglas was a huge proponent in the Civil War. He's anti-slavery. Um, he says the thought of leaving my friends was decidedly the most painful thought with which I had to contend. The love for my friends is a tender point and shook my decision making more than anything else. Women used to say that they had to marry the grosser sex back in the early late 1800s, early 1900s. And Boston marriages were when educated women would live and marry one another so that they could continue formulating ideas and going to school. Because back then, when a woman went to college, she was a threat. And when she, got, right she <laughs> when she got married, she was expected to fulfill the role of housewife. Mm-hmm. So any woman who didn't want to be barefoot and pregnant in a kitchen couldn't necessarily marry a man. Mm-hmm. She would have to marry a female who also shared those ideals. I'm kind and of barefoot in the kitchen right now. You are barefoot in the kitchen. <laughs> and you did just get me, got me a goddamn beer. <laughs> That's right, it did. So... With far more women going into the workforce and potentially being independent, men were not enchanted by this idea of intimate partnership between females. So back in the day when sexologists were all men, they declared same sexual intimacy perverse, not just the sexual acts, but intimacy among same sex partners as perverse. And this began the shift where we see everyone hating on same-sex partnerships and friendships. And I think Mm. this is the point when friendships deteriorated um, in adulthood. I think that you are expected to be friends with childhood friends. And then when you grow up, you have to put all of this fucking pressure on your romantic partner. Your romantic Mm. partner now has to be the shock absorber. They have to be the financial caregiver. They have to be the one that gives you pleasure during sex. Mm. They have to be the one who takes on your secrets. They have to be the one that when you're having a bad day, you vent to. They have to be your emotional support person. That's a lot of fucking shit to put on one person. Preach it, girl. Preach it. I Mm. really fucking Mm. feel like this is why people get divorced. Yeah. Absolutely. You're asking one person to do all this for right. you? That's unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> it's fucking rude. So what do you guys think about um, how you disperse your needs amongst each other? Do you have other friends outside of this partnership? Yeah, of course we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have talked about how like one singular person can fill all the voids in your life and that's why like for us maybe we fill up most of the voids but then we still have to go out there and like make romantic connections you mentioned you are discovering yourself sexually Mm -hmm. you have discovered that you are in the queer community Mm -hmm. you are bisexual Mm -hmm. and you're still discovering what that means for you yeah Mm -hmm. what would you say that you 
identify as on the sexuality spectrum? Um, I also identify as bisexual. Okay. Uh, I also only recently like started mm-hmm. acknowledging it with myself as well. Yes. And then it's interesting though. I have a very controversial statement to oh, make. Let's hear okay, it. go for it. I love this. <laughs> I kind of think everyone's bisexual. Oh my yeah, god! Like nobody's hundred percent gay. Or 100%, 100%, 100%. I am telling straight. That is so true. So he said something the other day. He's like, "You should redo Kinsey's research because oh, uh, the movie. Just watch the movie Kinsey. Well, it's watch the movie Kinsey first of all. But I didn't watch brilliant. the movie because I actually read Kinsey's book, the actual Kinsey. So. Kinsey has this amazing scale of sexuality because sexuality is fluid. As much as you want to think that it's one or the other, it is not. And it changes Mm -hmm. throughout your entire life. Mm -hmm. There will constantly be fluidity Mm -hmm. within what you're attracted to, who you're attracted to, Mm -hmm. sensations and smells and people and sounds that you're attracted to. And being willing to open yourself up to this sort of of sexual exploration is only going to make your life better. Right. Mm. Being bisexual does not mean you like men and women equally. That's not what it means. I got the scale right here. You want to hear it? Oh, please do. Yes. The scale typically ranges from zero, meaning exclusively heterosexual, to a six, meaning exclusively homosexual. In both the male and female volumes of Kinsey's reports, an additional grade listed as X indicated non, no so-so-sexual contacts or relations. So Report, asexual. Yeah. So it's between zero and six. I honestly think that there is, there's very, I think that if you are a zero or you are a six, you are rare. You are literally probably the minority. And the people that say they're a complete zero are usually closeted complete sixes. (laughs) Complete sixes. All these creatures and shit. (laughs) Hypocrites. I would say I'm like a one or two. Sure. I, I, I like the ladies, but I... I, I don't mind looking at a shirtless Ryan Reynolds for two oh, hours. Hello, and I would look at Ryan. God yeah, damn, it's pretty great. Yeah. Ryan, Chris yeah, Hemsworth, all the Ryans, all the, all the Chris's, all the Chris's and all the, all the Ryans, <laughs> all of them. Give them to me all. I'll look at a shirtless Mila Kunis any fucking day of the week. Yeah. That's my girl yeah. crush. All right, girl, give me. Uh, let's, let's hear the girl and boy. Girl crushes. and guy crush, go. Okay, we'll go first. Currently, it's Zendaya for me. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Did you see her fucking dress for the Spider-Man premiere with the yes. webs? Yeah, insane. Wow. The back of the, and yeah. Tom blocking the, the, the photo. She was a she checks all the she He's a babe too. He's a little too young. He's for me. a little Sorry. short for me. Mm. And too young. And too young. Yeah, but yes, yeah, Zendaya. And, Hunt, and Hunter yeah. Schaefer. I was going to say Hunter Schaefer. Hunter Schaefer. Oh, yeah. I, don't okay. I don't know who that is, but that's yeah. all right. She's on Euphoria with Zendaya. Oh my God. Friends. Yes, I know who you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I need to watch Euphoria. Everyone's but, attracted yeah. to her. Boy or girl. I don't know what it is. She's just, she's just, a, just her. She's a, human. She's just yeah. fucking her. Adonis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And then I'm a huge Harry Styles fan. Hey, hey, hey. He kind of swings both ways too. Yeah, definitely bending the gender norms for sure. He pulls off a good dress. He pulls off a good everything yeah. uh your turn um phineas maybe okay like, okay phineas and billy eilish oh, yeah. okay okay yeah. okay yeah. little sibling rivalry yeah, there exactly. i love that mila kunis is my go-to and then uh ryan gosling is just mm, mm. ryan gosling mm. love him so I, got, I gotta i gotta go i said my dudes i gotta say probably scar joe okay mm. black those, widow those love those hips oh. the hips don't lie <laughs> right <laughs> 
I want to just make sure that people understand the difference between a friendship and a platonic life partner because mm-hmm. they are different. There is commitment yeah. that mm-hmm. is required mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. You have to make each other number one. Yeah. And I think what might be difficult in the future is explaining that mm-hmm. to any potential romantic I, partner. I was just thinking, okay, let me put a scenario out. I think this might set it up. This good. is going to go to break. Okay. This scenario. Okay. Then think about it. Okay. You guys are at a party. Sorry. You ladies are at a party and someone invites you and you, you come up, someone come up, comes up to you. How do you introduce yourselves together mm. to them? To Actually, say, I want to know the answer right fucking now. Okay. How do you introduce yourselves? I think that's a good setup. It's really fluid. Yeah. It depends who we're with. And yeah. if we, if let's say like we were at for like her, like Renee's company work party sure. with a bunch of people that probably don't want to hear all this. <laughs> yeah, keep it vague. And if right. they want to dive, then this is my best friend. This yeah. is my roommate. best friend turned roommate. Yeah, this is my. Sometimes we even say partner, and then I actually get. Re- I'm actually when you said roommate, my heart broke. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sad, huh? It's no, like, it actually it, is. It's like I pe- like partner. I like. But then partner. that gives the I think this, I know the sense causes of how there we, could have that, that's sex. the issue, right? Because yeah. we were at a company party at her company party, and she was trying to mingle and also possibly flirt with some mm-hmm. other people. But I was there, and I was like, I'm cock blocking you. They think we're together. Yeah. So it was, and they did. Yeah. So like, <laughs> is there a term for cock blocking with girls? Uh, Vagina blocking just doesn't have the same no. ring. Yeah. What? Have to think about that. Pussy push. Uh, 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 no, not that you have childbirth. Vol, uh, no, we'll, go, we'll think about it on a break. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to do something right. alliterative, though. Me too. Yeah, I, love alliteration. Yeah, I love alliteration. Yeah. Uh, all Sorry, right. what was the question you wanted to give going into break? I Sorry. wanted to know... Sorry, I have one. Oh, my God, yeah. Boob block. A boob block. <laughs> a boob block. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. A coochie cutter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love That's that. That's a really bad, like a boob blocker, is, it's not so bad, but ooh, a that coochie cutter. Coochie, I don't want to say that word. Mm-hmm. Cut right off. I want to know, um, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about jealousy. And we're going to talk about what you plan on doing in the future when you inevitably or or not inevitably uh, want to bring another person into Mm. this relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It it kind of on the same lines of of polyamory, not polygamy, dear God. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give some definitions about polyamory. And and interestingly enough, kind of describes you guys yeah. all right yeah sure. yeah i'm very excited about it so come on back we're gonna talk about sex <laughs> i love sex so much <laughs>
Hey everyone, it's Corey and Robert from the So So Scrutiny Podcast. A little background on us. I've been a school teacher for seven years. I have a brand new baby and I love to read. And I've been working in the film industry for the past six years. I don't want kids. And the most reading I do is Netflix captions. Every week, Corey and I scrutinize movies, music, video games, food, and everything in between. We have some of our closest friends to stop by to scrutinize stuff with us and share their stories. Plus, some amazing musicians we know like the Dares and Jordan from Newfound Glory. I also invite some incredible filmmakers I've had the pleasure to work with on the podcast to talk about their careers and the industry. Download the So So Scrutiny podcast for free on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcast platforms. Or visit SoSoScrutiny.com for every episode, videos, merch, and more. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. The So So Scrutiny podcast. humans we are here with april and renee platonic life partners extraordinaire and blue look at how fucking regal that cat looks my god he is he's our, sitting in the he's sunshine our child, so he is he's a part of baby stretch he knows we're talking about him mm. good little guy uh in the united states where marriage is incentivized and people are getting tax breaks platonic marriages need to be recognized in this uh scenario they've actually been prevalent since marriage became an institution and marrying for love is actually more of an oddity in human history let's talk a little bit about uh platonic life partners and polyamory because I think a lot of people probably get the two confused but actually I found that they are much more similar than they are different um what you guys before I go into all my tirades and my freaking research and rants um let me explain quickly to anyone who doesn't know polyamory is the non-possessive honest responsible and ethical philosophy and practice of loving multiple people simultaneously mm. that is what polyamory means via the polyamory society um do you guys have any experience in this or understanding of polyamory do you have any thoughts or or opinions about the situation yeah we've actually been in like deep discussions prompted by my tiktok comments asking if we are polyamorous okay. and like we have explored that and in some ways identify with it because we're like yes there is because of our commitment to each other we are in a sense having to state that to potential other partners Mm -hmm. that we have that she takes up this much space in my life Mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. have you come across that yet um i just recently started dating again what yeah. Get so, the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, funny thing, like apparently she um, saw the article, so she already kind of knew, but I also brought it up, like I do have a platonic partnership in my life. Um, we have yet to go on a date to explore further into that conversation, okay. but yeah, like. Where'd you yeah. meet her? 
um, at the work party that she was talking about. <laughs> Were you coochie cutter? I no, tried my best not yeah, to. I'm not, I'm not a fan of coochie cutter. I mean, either. It's too, it's too harsh. I'm thinking of I'm thinking twat block. Twat block. I kind of like it. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of like cock block. Twat block. It's got the same. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we'll think of something better. Rhyme. You haven't gone on a date yet, though. Um, next week. Ooh, where are you going? We're going to Ace Hotel, like a rooftop. I love the Ace Hotel. It's beautiful. Oh my god, it's so sexy. It is. Oh my god. And how do you feel about it? I'm excited for her. I want to meet this person too because like I'm also a fan of like her for the little moment of time that I met her at the party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I feel like sometimes like queer people are just more accepting of what we thousand have. Thousand percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. I feel, I feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't at all feel threatened or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. And so have you had an experience where you felt jealousy in your relationship? Mm, well she started dating before i did and i think like we have talked about like i had a little bit of jealousy but it wasn't mm, because they were taking her away from me and i never felt that like i always felt the security of our relationship i think it was more of like jealousy in terms of i was scared that she was going to grow more than me or like like in a sense leave me behind Mm -hmm. even though i know that it's not likely going to happen but you know I was still able able to separate the feelings of like jealousy, but still being happy for her because yeah. two feelings can coexist at the same time. Yes, yeah. and we've talked about this, and we talk about how she's part of my growth. The mm. fact that she's here with me gives me that stability and security to not to now date without the pressure of you like wouldn't be able to date as freely yes. without her. Exactly. Absolutely. So your growth yeah. is in direct correlation to her yes. existence yeah. and yes. vice versa. Yeah. So there's yeah. no way that anyone could ever cause more growth out of the two of you without either of you being involved exactly. because you are the reason that you're so open and yeah. honest and accepting yeah. of each she's other. the reason that my i feel like my romantic connections are able to flourish yeah. into whatever they are she doesn't limit my life she opens up more possibilities that's yeah. beautiful and yeah. like we are we, we were just talking about how like we're rediscovering what dating means to us because yeah. it's no Especially longer with us yeah. exactly because mm-hmm. it's no longer dating in the, in the in the mindset of marriage or like pressure like companionship yeah because we already have that you have to tick every single box they actually exactly. only have to tick like one or two yeah <laughs> right. only want exactly. to just be a decent person <laughs> right. The box. <laughs> they have to take the box. <laughs> yeah. uh, box block. Oh, that's good too. Um, so, unlike open relationships, polyamory is characterized by emotional as well as sexual or romantic intimacy between partners, but it doesn't have to always be sexual. Primary partners are at the top of the hierarchical structure. Uh, this person can be the person with whom you live, have children with, or marry. The primary partner is not necessary for polyamorous relationships, but is typical. A secondary partner or partners may not be as intertwined in your life as your primary partner. For example, you may not share housing or finances, but you may still be committed to one another in other ways. The defining aspects of polyamorous relationships over non-monogamous relationships are consistent communication. Polyamory is not polygamist. Okay, these are not people who are marrying multiple people. Um, they may or may not be married. Are though people who identify as polyamorous are more susceptible to reject the social conventions of marriage and particularly the limitations to just one partner. Yeah. So, I feel like when you look at the 
bones of polyamory. When you look at the structure of what that sounds like and looks like, and I'm not labeling you in any way, but I feel like that is such an easier thing for people to understand um, and define since there really wasn't a lot of information on this on the web. It's more like this is a relationship. Friendships are a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you need to let the anyone else who comes into this circle know mm-hmm. this person's not going anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to be cool with this person too. And if they're not cool with you, I'm probably not going to be cool with you. Mm -hmm. Have you guys talked about like boundaries that you want to have? Like no fucking when we're both home or like only bring somebody home that I've met or anything boundary wise like that? We're really fluid with communication. I Mm -hmm. mean, we want to leave room for spontaneity and things like that. And as long as we check in with each other, like, hey, is it okay if I bring this person back and the person's cool with it? We just, yeah. yeah. And also, I think the important fact is that we're both demisexuals or we both, like, consider ourselves demisexuals. Mm -hmm. And therefore, like, to get to that physical, intimate space, like, stage, Mm -hmm. it really takes a lot of, like, like like time, time. exactly yeah, yeah. And you guys aren't you guys yeah. aren't going out looking for a hookup right no, yeah. exactly. no you guys need to be romantically and and mm-hmm. intrinsically linked with some a demisexual is somebody who actually needs romance and actual attraction mm-hmm. and long-term stability with a partner mm-hmm. before they'll have I guess sex i'm with one them. of those no, you are i didn't know what is it called a demi mm-hmm. yeah demisexual yeah, it's on the spectrum of asexuality which mm-hmm. yeah which i didn't know and figuring this out really helped me understand why when i was with romantic partners maybe even living with them did i just not always feel like i needed or wanted to be romantic or sexual mm. but i still love them so much mm. and like it, I, for the longest time i was like i'm not being a good romantic partner because i cannot deliver those things all yeah. the time mm. but that's not true no it's not yeah because there's so many flu fluid portions of sexuality and so that actually makes more sense what happens what happens if one of you meets someone that you want to start start a life with i think it is first of all it's gonna take so long to get there and we kind of have the security that there won't be surprises because we Mm. are in each other's lives so if if renee ever goes out and finds someone that eventually she's like i would like to start a life with this person too i would have been a part of that journey okay i would have seen that that coming yeah i would have had some sort of influence or like a you know a part to play in that yeah we're we're open to like like you said like possibly all living together yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense even, yeah mm-hmm. so it's not like something where you would say see ya like i have yeah. found this other per- and yeah, and also because I, i'm still wrapping my head around this ladies like i really am still like figuring this out if someone came into my life and said hey um uh, kevin's gotta go <laughs> i'd be like you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. My husband's not going anywhere, like <laughs> right, ever. Yeah. Um, and it's odd that he ticks all of my boxes. Mm-hmm. He really does. He's my best friend, and he's also the silliest human being that I know. And he's also super fucking handsome. Jackpot. You're a lucky son of a bitch. I know. He's so fucking awesome. Um, yeah, he's pretty great. He is. <laughs> pretty, you scored. I did. I'm looking for my Kevin. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Female or male. Like I if they know. You better have a brother. I do. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. He's he's pretty great, but I do realize that I put a lot on him emotionally. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of brothers and sisters. So the other day I called because I wanted to tell him something and I was like really excited. And he goes, hey, call one of your sisters. <laughs> wow. And, How'd you feel? Was that rejection? Um, 
how did I feel right then in that moment? He was I'll, renting a forklift to somebody. He, he was doing. He was, he working, was doing something. I was having an, I was having an issue, and I don't remember what it was. But he was like, "Hey, call." Oh no, I know what it was. It was I was about to teach my last class, and I was very anxious oh. and very overly emotional. <laughs> and I was like, "I need advice," and he was like, "Nope, call one of your sisters." And I was like, uh, "You know what, though, you're not wrong because you are not the person I want to talk to right now." So I called my sister Lindsay, who's also a teacher, and I was like, "It's my last class," and she goes, "Get your shit together." <laughs> like that's fair that's we're gonna have a thousand more classes fucking fair you're gonna cl- cry after all of them probably spoiler alert probably i did not hold my shit together so uh i literally ache for the fact that i don't get to see those humans again but um it's difficult to find a person that ticks all those boxes so it in the lifestyle in the uh the world that you're creating it's you probably can't answer questions about the future and what a horrible researcher I would be if I tried to make you answer things that have no definitive answer. And that's one of the most beautiful things about your relationship that it doesn't matter who comes in from the outside. It's yeah. the two of you are the core. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone will be built around your story. Yes. Exactly. I have yes. a question. Do either of you want to have kids? Not at the moment. I am a bit more like defined that I do not want to have kids, but I'm still open to the possibility in the future. If I have I a do. feeling that yeah. a good percentage of uh, humans like yourselves are like that. Probably don't want kids because it's just one. It's just another complicated thing to throw yeah, in. Dude. And yeah. that's I don't know. I feel not like, everybody wants kids. Yeah. yeah. It's but I feel it's common. Forced, it's such a forced thing in our mm-hmm. society. Like Get married, stuff. have kids. Exactly. No, we have enough humans thank you for not having kids we were just driving through LA and there are enough people that don't have places to live and people to love them so we talked about I mean do you want to do you want to I think it's just like we both a couple years ago were like yeah fuck kids don't like kids (laughs) don't want kids like in the recent past year I have tried to analyze where my what where that idea came from Mm -hmm. and realized that it came from a lot of one like childhood trauma Mm -hmm. one acknowledging that like i've witnessed a lot of bad parenting not my own parents they're great sure but just like in general in general you know and a lot of like parents that have not healed their own childhood Mm -hmm. trauma and have brought it and passed it down to their kids and i realized like so it's not that i don't want kids is that i don't want that that responsibility of knowing that everything that I am right now and everything unhealed could fuck up the kids. Exactly. Thank you. That scares Thank me. Thank so, you. So much pressure. Right. And so therefore, pressure. the more I heal myself, the mm. more open I am now to like, maybe not have my own kid. I, don't, I actually would rather either foster or adopt mm. or even... Mentor. Yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah. Is that a big sister? Yes. Yeah. yeah. A big, big brother? Sister big sister, big brother, yeah. 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 I, I love being an aunt. I've got a lot of nibblings, nieces and nephews. Um, and and I don't I've never wanted children my whole life. And I'm She's got me. I'm I'm enough of a child. So she has to deal with me. It's fine. Yeah. Uh I just don't want to I I'm the same I'm in the same boat as you. I never really wanted to put my burdens on someone else. It was sort of a, a anxiety mo like I don't want to do that. Like mm-hmm. the fuck that. And there's mental health issues in my family and you never know who that's gonna hit. Um and also I'm super selfish and I love yes, my husband. Exactly. And if anyone took his attention away, I would fucking You love be your upset. trips. You love I, your trips. We go on vacation. We're going to Costa Rica in three weeks. Like yeah, and then you couldn't do that if you had Absolutely a kid. not. Yeah. No. We spend all of our kid money on trips. 
and it's phenomenal and it's a lifestyle choice that we have chosen that is also a little bit contrary to the social norms so I get it Um, and you can make that decision later and if you foster a kid and or if you adopt one or if you mentor someone Mm -hmm. and they have you two I literally could not like I want to be your friends I want to be mentored (laughs) we are friends we are now we are we are in your apartment and I have pet the cat so (laughs) we are friends one final question is there any sexual tension not at all not at all not at all no we have not even one drunk night no No, we've we have no physical chemistry no i mean like we were at a party once and (laughs) like like she platonically grabbed my boob because she was curious about how it it felt felt, yeah she's got great boobs yeah Yeah, thank you my friend walked into the office the other day and slapped my ass. It was such a good ass. Like, <laughs> she got all of it. Like she nice. got it. She has big hands. And yeah. she got all of it. And I was like, hey girl, girl, yes. yeah. Platonically feel each other up. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly. yeah. But no, it's strictly just exploratory and like scientific. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, Sorry. So <laughs> you're so you're wearing what bra today? Because I don't know I'm if it, not it's feeling any bra. So, no, that's today. what I'm saying. Like it's a scientific experiment, right? Yeah. You're like, are oh, you? Do you want to touch my Are you wearing? Yeah. Come on over. Come on over. Give it. Come on over. Let's give it a good. Oh no! Yeah, oh no! Those are nice. no, no, no. Great boots. <laughs> you know what's funny is going. that one is uh, bigger. Oh yeah, you know immediately. Are, oh yeah. yeah. Are all boobs not the same size? Yes. Like I one's actually, always bigger than the other one, right? No. Yeah, my left is bigger than my right. <laughs> for sure. It has something to do with it's closer to the heart. Oh, I interesting. I've heard. Aren't your balls one bigger than the other? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Kevin's are. Send it in the other. Okay, I totally get how I'll people are out. weirded out by you being family. <laughs> no, but and I love you this. Just talking about her boobs openly right now. That's fine. <laughs> They're just boobs. They're just fat sacks. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Right. Yeah. Just sack sacks. Oh yeah. God. The society Sex has just sexualized exactly. the body Everything. too much. Right? Oh my exactly. God. Right. That's an entirely other podcast right, yeah, right. in and of itself. <laughs> um, we're going to do the stat of the day. I'm yes. going to tell you. <laughs> they we're said yes. For it. I love them. And then we're going to play the 69 game. Mm. And both of you are playing. Um, and it's going to be amazing. And <clears throat> I'm not telling you anything other than that. All right. The statistic of the day for those of you who have kept up was what percentage of a 2017 poll of Americans say that they do not live with a spouse or a partner? Renee was 54. April was 28. Robert was 35. The percentage is 47. Okay. Wow. 47% of Americans do not live with a romantic spouse or partner. Mm. Um, That's huge. Especially when you consider that I'm pretty sure 90% of the population, 95, has a friend. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Like more people have friends Mm -hmm. than boyfriends and girlfriends, husbands and wives. It's such a natural connection. The fact that we don't tap into this Mm, fucking energy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this power Mm -hmm. and this beautiful connection with someone who shares your dreams and your values and your beliefs, who cares about you and looks out for you, who holds your hair when you are hungover, who drinks with you because you want to be hungover, Mm -hmm. your friends who will tell you not to date that person because they're bad, the person who will tell you that you do look fat in that dress and you Mm -hmm. should probably change those pants, the friends that says, no, don't get the bangs because that's not how it looks. Why are we not tapping into this? Right. I feel like this is like someone is stealing the friend energy. There's like an evil villain somewhere and he's like taking all the friend energy Mm -hmm. for himself. If you, if you told your friend that, I mean, I wish it was more like that too, but I think 
why we don't do it more is because then we think that person's going to quote unquote like insult us back like you look fat in those pants what pants well you look fat in that hat like i think think, you're projecting (laughs) i think we're it's not it's probably not going to happen but i think we're expecting that to come back at us because we're telling them the truth and they're going to tell us the truth sure but they're probably going to go oh well you're probably right i'm gonna go change and it's not going to happen right maybe later i I just wish that it's probably a thing they it's it's from years of abuse of people being upset because of a romantic uh, romantic partnerships I feel like are more fragile than mm-hmm. friendships Absolutely, you gotta yeah. set it up like hey bro that's all it is just, yeah hey bro hey bro you look fat in those pants right Not, oh yeah if you, you start a sentence go, oh hey, you look bro. fat in those pants right. like oh, <laughs> hey know. bro just negates anything everything you're else. gonna say hey bro after, yeah. hey bro I would I would Bruh. and that's what Kevin does to me hey Dude. babe hey babe that's babe. I don't know if that <laughs> those pants are the best and I'd be like okay cool thank you no yeah. offense taken right. yeah. hey honey that you can't honey, you can't you. do checks and stripes you can't you gotta switch one of them switch yeah. one of them and you'll be good I'm and just gonna honestly, do that pref that prefix mm-hmm. the, yeah, whatever and honestly sometimes it's even the reverse like I'll be like I feel like fat in this sweater and yes. then she will tell me like actually no you don't like hype from, like, you outside, up yeah exactly your motherfucking like, hype man right yeah. now like let's our own, go our worst critics honestly I know yeah. And sometimes your best friend is the only person who can bring you out of a funk or a bad place mm-hmm. or questioning your self-worth, mm-hmm. helping you guide yourself through life's troubles. Mm-hmm. You guys have it fucking figured out. <laughs> and I'm really fucking We're jealous. hacking our way through life. Hack your fucking way through if, this life and you, don't let anyone fucking stop you. Yeah. If you don't have a, a partner, go listen to our last episode about body image. <laughs> about body image. <laughs> Body image and yeah. also the episode before that on how to have a long-term relationship. There you go. That's a mixture of this one. There you go. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to play the 69 game. Yeah, Ladies, okay. one at a time. Um, who wants to be first? Sure. <laughs> All right. So oh God. This, <laughs> the 69 game is a game where I find the actual fucking thing that I'm looking for and then we play. Hold, please. It's right here. It's over here. It's fine. This song is very long. Dun, 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 dun. All right, I got it. The 69, are you keeping score too? You're doing everything? Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. All right, the 69 game. I'm going to, you're going first, yeah? Okay, sure. All right, Renee's going first. Face me, please. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can in 69 seconds. Okay. Your job is to answer as many as possible. Oh, God. There's no wrong answers. This is all about you. And I got it. You can skip. Oh, However, if you skip, you don't get credit for that one. Mm. So answer as many as possible. First thing that comes to your head. As a Libra, this is very like... I know, you're going to hate this. Yeah. You're going to fucking hate this. And I'm really sorry. No, it's good. Renee. Okay. Are you ready to 69? I am ready to 69. What is your most used emoji? The uh, face, the one with the tongue sticking out. Favorite swear word? Fuck. Biggest turn on? Uh, nipple claps? Biggest turn off. I love you right now. Um, temp, uh, Bet tempers. Name the strangest place you've ever had sex. Uh, bathroom. Books or movies? Books. Favorite Disney character? Mulan. Are you wearing underwear? Yes. When did you lose your virginity? 20. Are we alone in the universe? No. Sun or snow? Snow. Android iPhone? iPhone. When was your first French kiss? 20. Hogwarts house are you in? Rivenclaw. Have you, have, any, have you ever had a one night stand? No. Have you ever cheated? No. Biggest celebrity crush? Uh, Phineas. Have you ever sent nudes? Yes. Call or text? T- a call. Thing you're most proud of? 
Uh, April. Can you drive stick shift? <laughs> no, I can't drive. Favorite animal? I'm gonna die right now. I can't. Favorite plant? Uh, I don't know. Plants in general. Do you watch porn? <laughs> yes. Do you believe in ghosts? Sometimes. Do you masturbate? Yes. Would you be able to be able to see or hear? Let's see. What are you thankful for? April. What's the drink you order when you go to a bar? Mojito. Do you like oral sex? Yeah. What's your sign? Libra. Do you believe in it? Yes. Favorite sex position? That's it. That's it. That's it. Sorry. She fucking did the damn thing. No, 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 no. Don't reveal the score. Okay. Okay. Copy that. That made me anxious. Right, bro. Right. I am scared. April. Yeah. Is it the same? You should have April go in the other room and it's not here. Oh, God. I have other questions. Okay. I'm going to ask some of them the same, but there are some are going to be different. Okay. April, you have to answer as many questions as you possibly can in 69 seconds. You can pass, but you will not receive any credit. All right. You're goal is to answer as many as possible. Okay. April, mm-hmm. are you ready to 69? I am ready to 69. Favorite season? Autumn. Would you rather be attacked by 50 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? One horse-sized duck. Can you play a musical instrument? Yes. What is it? Piano and guitar. Dogs or cats? Cats. Do you have a TV in your room? It's a studio. Favorite snack? <laughs> Cheetos. Horror or comedy? Horror comedy. Horror or comedy? Horror, horror comedy. Oh my god, what is your favorite song? Ah, I'm gonna skip. Sweet or savory? Savory. Soft or hard? Soft. Favorite sex position? Doggy. What ice cream do you get from the ice cream man? Chocolate mint. Wine or beer? I don't drink. What are you thankful for? Renee. Do you masturbate? Yes. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Do you watch porn? Yes. What's your sign? Aries. Do you believe in it? Yes. Oh my god, I'm an Aries too. What's your favorite plant? Fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite animal? Cat. Thing you're most proud of? Um, myself. Have you ever cheated? Uh... Sort of. Have you ever had a one night stand? Sort of. What Hogwarts house are you in? Slytherin. First French kiss? 18. Biggest celebrity crush? Timothy Chalamet. Ever faked an orgasm? Oh my God, he's hot. Yes. Have you ever sent nudes? Yes. Call or text? All right, oh. that's it. That's it. Nope. That's nice. It. And now that's been the 69 game. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Oh God. The fact that you had the wherewithal to say skip was brilliant because I fly through those questions and sometimes I don't even hear your answers. I have to incriminate myself. I was like, You're oh, fine. Yeah. You're fine. We're going to pineapple a si- Wait, pineapple. Where's my noise? Oh, was there a noise? Well, it was a pineapple noise. The horns. Oh, right. Sorry. Pineapple. We're invoking the power of the safe word. Yes. Thank you. We're invoking the safe word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the winner... Can score. I guess? Okay. I think Renee won. I think she got 34, and I think April got 28. Wow. <laughs> you are almost completely right. Wow. She won with 32, Ooh. and you lost with 28. Wow. You got 28. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I thought she was going to be better because you you saw what the game was going to be about. I know, I would have right? put money on you. She had to not incriminate herself. So that's yeah. yeah she, had to st- she had different Trying, questions, yeah. and that's bit. what changes couple, it up sometimes. The same, but yeah. 32. She's up. You know, you're in the 30 club, by nice. the way, which that's is good. Yeah, which if you're is over 30. That's kind which of is no a good club to be in. My husband is not in the 30 club. <laughs> He's it's <not>. anxiety. <laughs> uh, I'm also an Aries, so nice. Aries love one another. We yeah. we literally know that we're the best, so we just love each other no matter what. It's and Libras just love Aries. <laughs> it's true. I was gonna say the question about what are you most proud of, and Renee was like April, and I was like myself. myself. <laughs> That's the I best died. answer, though. I died. I died. I was like, fuck yes, yeah, she did. Like, bitch. I'm dead. I'm dead. 
Okay, my last question for the two of you before we sign off is, do you have pet nicknames for each other? <laughs> we do. <laughs> I love this question. What are they? Oh, my God. Um, collectively, it's Boo Boo or BB. But more specifically, it would be Prilly or Nene. Yeah. Who's Prilly? Who's Nene? Well, Renee Pr- is Nene. And oh, duh. It's just something about hearing your full name that's just disrespectful. I don't call him Robert. Right. I call him the boy. Okay. And he calls me the girl, the girl. And our, our aunt is the aunt. And so <laughs> when we get together, we, whenever Robert calls me, the way we answer the phone, the, the boy, <laughs> or the Horrible. aunt or darling. We call our aunt darling. Cause Aww. we love, and I don't call my husband by his name either. I call him literally, we make up the stupidest names for each other. So <laughs> yeah. anything that's in front of me, hi, my little water bottle. <laughs> You know, hi, my little windscreen, whatever. Um, I don't think that people understand pet names aren't just for romantic partners. Mm-hmm. All of my siblings have pet names. Yeah. Um, my terms of endearment. P- terms of endearment. Well, and what's, that, the what's the difference between a pet name and a nickname? Nothing. Okay. But, so it's, it's, like but it's out of love. Mm-hmm. Like yes. your nickname to like Kevin's nickname is Weller. Nobody calls nobody calls him that out of endearment yeah. Yeah. or out of love. I call you the boy well, out of love. I would argue the dudes would. Maybe. I guess uh, nicknames can be sometimes malicious names. or like even They like could bullying. even be. Yeah, nicknames they, they can blur. be. They yeah. blur. Yeah. It blurs. They're I think blurs. pet names are more out of love. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Yeah. It's more personal. It's it is. Weller, Weller is his nickname to everybody where right. if it was just yeah. Weller to you, then that would be a So my siblings call him K-Dog. <laughs> okay, come on. K-Dog. No, they do it on purpose because he's the least like... You know what K-Dog. I have? Do you know what I have? Do you know what I have? Kevin in my phone boot, my, my phone as what? Just Kevin Ashley. Kevin Ashley, nice. So I know what Kevin it is. Disrespectful. Yeah. I don't have a. I don't even have a nickname for Kevin. I just call him Kevin because Kev, it's not there. I, there's love there, right? But like you probably yeah, you know, call him a cunt. Kevin's a cunt. No, I mean, sorry. He is, sorry. No April offense. in my phone is called Apple off my eye. Oh, <laughs> she's just Renee. Way Wong. at the top, <laughs> Apple. A, that's, that's good. It's it's true. I think that pet names are are indicative of people that you care for and love, and it's obvious that the two of you love each other deeply in a way that can only be described as personal mm-hmm. and um, one thousand percent subjective. And mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most unconformist conformist things I've ever seen. Like you are doing things that people did centuries ago, um, and I'm. I'm pretty sure they had it figured out. This yeah. is this is more than just who are you fucking and having children with. This yeah. is who are you doing life, life with. with. Exactly. Yeah. It is a beautiful thing to witness and your home is it's super rad. cozy. Yeah. <laughs> and your cat's amazing. Um, and oh, he, he moved. He oh, did. Okay. No, he's in the sun still. He's chasing the sun. No, he's, he's, he's in the shade now. Anything you two want to promote before we sign off? Yeah, give it those TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, man. Want to. Let's go. Absolutely. Find more platonic life partner content on my TikTok, Psychoti. So that's P S Y C H O T T I E. Oh, my God. That's adorable. <laughs> Oh yeah, the signs. Oh up there. okay, okay. Now I get it. Okay, got can it. I take a picture of that and post it? Because oh, I love it. We gotta get a photo with everybody. Oh, so we'll do it yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? 
Um, well, I'm I'm private on all my social media, so good for like, you. I get so you. I so I guess I don't have. To I am the face of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> you go through us. Yeah. You go through me yeah. to get to us. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. I'm really super grateful and honored that you responded to my message on Instagram. I I message people when I think that they have interesting lives and would make an impact on my show and for my listeners. And you are the very first. Uh, individual outside of my circle of people okay. to to be on our show. I want you to know that you guys are the very first guests that we have never met Aww. prior to uh, doing an episode. You are also people, uh, you're the very first individuals that we've ever traveled to and oh, and wow. literally like you guys are groundbreaking for us Aww. and we are, Thank no, you. the honor literally is all ours. Thank you so much for sharing this fucking incredible <laughs> story. <laughs> Um, we'll have you back on. You guys weren't that far away. Oh yeah, no, that was yeah. forty minutes. We're we're you. coming back. We're friends now. <laughs> we want more now stats. We're friends, <laughs> yeah. and we need more statistics in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both, honestly, from the bottom of my very very humble heart. I really appreciate your time, and I appreciate your honesty and sharing what is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Um, Please make sure that you follow us on What's Your Position podcast on Instagram. Please make sure that you call us. We have a phone number, guys. 513-6969-7... Oh, I don't even know my own number. 69696. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Two on the nose. Uh, make sure that... You, let's see what it is. It's 513 nine okay. call me leave me a message i look forward to hearing uh from you we were gonna have an outro song we're good i'm having some technical difficulties one second that's all right we can just edit over that uh, and mm -hmm. connect it at the end uh, yeah, no service uh-oh oh do you need the wi-fi or anything I was working earlier. So Ashley, a potential second episode or whatever. <laughs> thing. Or I, third. I do work as a creative producer for a sugar dating agency. Mm -hmm. And that is a whole episode in itself. Mm -hmm. Probably. Like sugar daddies? Like sugar, and sugar, sugar mama sugar daddies? Yeah. Yeah. But, but a really a game changer. Yeah. In the sense that they are calling themselves angels and angel investors and they're trying to destigmatize sugar dating and mm. doing it in a really healthy way. So do you want to just go ahead and record that episode right now? I, I think, I think like, it would be great to have her and the And the founder. Yeah, the founder. She's a 24-year-old CEO, like let's sugar baby go. turned CEO. So yeah, let's do let's it. Let's fucking yeah. go. Yeah. Like tomorrow or like <laughs> what's your schedule? Because no, they, honestly, I'll message you because that's... Um, then I'll, I'll come back next week. Yeah, like they that's actually incredible. have a, like they're producing their own podcast. I'm so producing. The it could podcast be like a collaboration. Them, yeah. What? Mm -hmm. Are you fucking kidding that's me? So exciting! Mm -hmm. You're gonna start your own podcast? Yeah, we already are. We are. We're <gasps> recording an episode tomorrow. What's it called? It's called the Angel Playbook. Wow, yeah. that's fucking cool. You can leave this in, actually. Yeah, I know, right? We should. We should have left that in. Mm -hmm. Like we should have put that in. Oh, bro. Mm. It's all right. We'll talk. You can. Talk, you guys can talk more about more it. More content like, for next yeah. time. Right? Sorry, I, now I got stuff. All right. Right okay. now, it's showtime. This is all I got for now. Sorry. I got no service. So. It's all right. You liked this music earlier. I love this music all the time. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, What's Your Position Podcast. Make sure you call us 513-696-739 or 69696. <laughs> Please make sure you're taking care of your relationships. 
Don't think that your romantic partner is your be-all, end-all, only person, the only human being in the world that can satisfy and check all your boxes. Bring in others around you. Friendships are so important for the longevity of your mental health, your physical health. Studies have shown that friendships in the long term are actually more beneficial than romantic relationships. This shit is real. This is science, motherfucker. (laughs) Thank you, ladies, for coming on. We appreciate you both. As always, my humans, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.